Welcome to today's edition of Big Fish, Small Pot. My name is A2 Werdahl, and today is May 7th. At Big Fish, Small Pod, we catch you up on all things Miami Marlins, starting with yesterday, May 6th, and get you ready for today's games. First things first on Big Fish, Small Pod, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. The AAA Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp played the Norfolk Tides last night, and the game was about the bats. Monte Harrison, eager to prove he deserves to be in the majors, led off with a home run. Then in the fourth inning, Luis Marte home run provided the difference in the game. Not that the offense was done, and catcher Brian Navarro had a lot to say about that. Hitting a triple and then later a three-run home run in the fifth was enough all in all to power the jumbo strip past the tides. On the mound, Cody Poteet had a breakout outing. The 2015 fourth-round pick of the Marlins got the start in his return to AAA. In 2019, he made 10 starts at the level with an ERA above 5. Now, after a three-start stint this past offseason in the Dominican Winter League, where he was hit hard, his first outing with the Jacksonville Drumbo Shrimp was defined by 10 strikeouts as he dominated across five and two thirds, followed by a three inning no-hit save by 25-year-old Dominican Alexander Guillen. In double-A, Jake Eater, the fourth rounder out of Vanderbilt in this past 2020 draft, made his pro debut against the Mississippi Braves going five innings, striking out 12, walking three, allowing one hit, and even striking out four in the first inning. Because of a wild pitch strikeout, a runner got aboard, and, well, he wasn't going to stop striking people out. So the inning ended with the four Ks, and overall, Jake Eater debatably outdid Max Meyer in his double-A debut. Marlins went over slot to sign him at 104 in the draft, and it's totally worth noting at this point that Mississippi hasn't gotten their bats going on the season, but Jake Eater is absolutely a player to follow as, again, he might have one-upped Max Meyer. <laughs> just fun to say. He very much matched his Baseball America scouting report just to catch you up on that i'm literally going to read the baseball america scouting report so don't think i'm a whiz that they are um he is something of an enigma for scouts to figure out because of his inconsistency scouts still love the way his arm works and believe he has close to a perfect pitcher's frame at six foot four 210 pounds but this command is spotty and his fastball velocity comes and goes one day he'll throw in the 90 to 93 mile an hour range. The next he'll sit in the 92, 96, and another day he could be 89 to 92. Jake Eater's breaking ball is a plus pitch when it's on, but like his fastball velocity is inconsistent. He lands his curveball for more strikes than his fastball, and he also has a fringe average changeup in the mix. Eater has struggled to repeat his delivery going back to his high school days. And if that's the reason for his struggles, then there could be cause for concern that he'll have to be able to figure out. Teams have seen him lo locked in enough to know he's capable of putting everything together. 
And as a 22-year-old de debuting at AA, he did. Obviously, a lot to keep track of in that scouting report, and we'll follow him as the season continues. On the offense, fall standout and 2019 third-rounder Peyton Burdick hit a home run. He's noted for his work ethic, raw power, and aggressive approach. Another player at AA to watch. He might be relevant to this 2021 season and certainly seasons after it. 3-1 pitch. Swing it a high drive. Deep towards left field. Ramos going back, back, back. He looks up and it is just over the wall. A two-run home run by Peyton Burdick. His first on the season. And it's 4-0 Pensacola. Up in Beloit, we had another debut. As competitive balance pick, 61 overall pick Kyle Nichols, the 22-year-old out of Ball State, was effectively wild across five one-hit innings, allowing just one run while striking out eight and walking four. The offense was powered by Connor Scott, who slugged his first home run, his first triple, and fell a double short of the cycle. While in Jupiter, the Hammerheads were shut out, as minor league baseball is just getting started. In the majors, the Marlins went for the sweep. While letting current regulars Corey Dickerson, Isan Diaz, and Sandy Leon get some rest, Pablo Lopez faced off against Madison Baumgartner. Behind some of the backups in the lineup, Chad Wallach, Duvall, and Cooper at the corners, and John Birdie at second. Miguel Rojas didn't pay attention to anything I just said. He started the game with a leadoff home run, his first home run of the year. Then in the second, after Miguel Rojas's first error of the year, then a hit by pitch against opposing pitcher Madison Bumgarner, then came to the plate Pavin Smith, who doubled and scored a run off Pablo. Pablo reeled it back in, recorded two outs, and that was the only damage as Pablo pitched five innings on 94 pitches, allowing three hits, that unearned run, two walks, an uncharacteristic two hit by pitches, and six strikeouts. With the game tied one-to-one, -one, Anthony Bender came in, and notably, that was his second game in a row, a great asset to a relief pitcher to pitch multiple games in a row, so that's a just a, a good note uh, for the present. Um, also, in the 1-1 game, he was trusted with the game on the line, and he pitched a clean inning and recorded his now third strikeout at the Major League level. Uh, while swinging, Lewis Brinson was out and left the game. There's not really a reason known for that yet, but uh, something possibly to follow as Lewis Brinson did not return to the game after recording an out at the plate. Uh, in the seventh, Dylan Floro pitched a clean inning with the help of a of a great play by Sierra in center, who made just a great leap to catch a ball off the bat of Esdrubal Cabrera that was at the wall and then suddenly in his glove. Only two holdovers from last year. Cabrera with a fly ball to deep right center field. And at the top oh. of the wall, Magnarese Sierra brings it back. What a play! 
the top of the wall in right center. Magnificent from Magnaris. In the home half of the seventh, Adam Duvall came to the plate. As Madison Baumgartner exited with six two-hit innings. Adam Duvall took J.B. Bukowkis deep to center, and the ball actually went out for his sixth home run. After that, Brian Anderson singled. Corey Dickerson came in to hit for Dylan Floro in the clutch spot as Brinson's substitution had thrown the lineup into absolute disarray. A soft single put Brian Anderson on third, and Corey was thrown out, trying to stretch it to second. Setting up a Chad Wallach sacrifice fly. In the ninth, despite a two-out single by the relentless Pavin Smith, Yimmy Garcia closed the door and gave the Marlins the win and the sweep. One can imagine the Marlins using these brooms to just shoo the snakes out of some weird back door at Lone Depot Park. Today, May 7th, the Milwaukee Brewers will come to town. And on Friday night's game, they'll send Brett Suter to the mound to start what will be a bullpen game for the Brewers. Will the Marlins send out April Rookie of the Month, Trevor Rogers, to face the Milwaukee Brewers for a second time this year? Though it'll be the first possible meetings between Lorenzo Cain, Jackie Bradley Jr., and Trevor Rogers. It'll all play out 7-10 at Lone Depot Park in Miami. I think you're caught up. Now, how do you feel about all that? This has been Big Fish Small Pod. I've been A2 Wordall. We'll be back to your ears Monday.